0: It sucks. we're the TV Bees, back again, you know what that means, I'm Ryan, I ain't lying. I'm Gina,
1: with tea T-duh. We tune
0: in, can't get enough, so drink up and listen up, you bee. TV
1: bee. Hey
0: guys, welcome to another episode of Bees Buzz, it's Ryan. And Gina. And happy Pride Month to all of you.
1: Yes, happy Pride Month, virtually.
0: Virtually, yes.
1: Although, Pride was canceled in San Francisco, the Bay Area, and everywhere. Really, probably everywhere around the country, we're still coming to you hot and fresh, ready to kind of discuss one of our favorite LGBT shows.
0: Yeah, and it's not even like a gay, gay show, but there's a lot of gay hints in it. And all month long, we're going to be doing shows that are pro-LGBTQIA+. Plus, yes. Uh, starting with Euphoria.
1: woo uh,
0: Now, as for Euphoria, Gina, why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Of course. So, per Wikipedia... Euphoria is an American adaption of the Israeli show of the same name, Euphoria, following the troubled life of 17-year-old Rue, a drug addict fresh from rehab with no plans to stay clean. Circling in Rue's orbit, so these, this is just going to be a list of the characters that we'll discuss in a bit, are Jules, a transgender girl searching for where she belongs. Nate, a jock whose anger issues mask sexual insecurities. Chris a football star who finds the adjustment from high school to college harder than expected, Cassie, whose sexual history continues to dog her, and Kat, a body-conscious teen exploring her sexuality. As the classmates struggle to make sense of their futures, the series tackles the teenage landscape of substance-enhanced parties and anxiety-ridden day-to-day life with empathy and candor. I would definitely agree completely, obviously, with this Wikipedia summary. But I really think that euphoria, in my own eyes, is a coming of age story about being young, dumb, and really finding your way in your own way in this like new digital age.
0: Absolutely. Um, I like that you said that in this digital age, because their high school experience is completely unlike our high school experience. Totally.
1: I mean, I did think, you have a cell phone in high school?
0: Yeah, but like I don't I mean, even think I had texting on it.
1: Yeah.
0: So I mean, and these I kids. I think I had a BlackBerry
1: like, actually, but uh, these kids are like I hiding had, behind a phone.
0: I had a. I had a Nokia.
1: Okay, oh, the big fat one. The big fat one.
0: But the one with the color screen. So I thought I was like really, really doing something. I
1: think my mom had a. fat Nokia with a turquoise screen and then he would like go to the store and pick out like different covers for it. But
0: as soon as I turned 18 and then for like the next four or five years, I had nothing but sidekicks. I loved sidekicks. Oh damn, you'd like
1: to like just whip it out. Oh yeah, I would
0: flip (laughs) that screen open. Like Kelly Rowland did? (laughs) Yeah, writing on Excel. Yeah. But then these kids in Euphoria, they're like, you know using social media and things spread fast. Um,
1: We had chat rooms and we had AIM and things of that nature, but it was all very, like, I think PG. Oh, yeah. But this is, like, taking things to the next level of the digital age where they're on, like – Dating apps.
0: Yeah, like my username was Cool Baseball zero oh zero on AIM, gosh. and like if these kids still had AIM, like their names would be like Sexy Kitty and like.
1: Exactly, mine was Jamming with Gigi, which I still have a screen name. Oh <laughs> yeah. Jamming with Gigi, but it's true these characters were were definitely not PG. Yeah,
0: and they're like. You know, exposed to a lot at a young age, like drugs and drinking. And speaking of drinking, in true oh TV fashion, gotcha. we of course have a drink called the Euphoric Eulogy.
1: Tell our listeners what's inside.
0: It's a little bit of everything. It's a glitter sugar rim. It is some candied rosé,
1: mm-hmm.
0: tequila, and... Cherry lemon lime soda, and it basically is a uh, tart and sweet concoction that is a little bit of everything that will and it won't cause an overdose. But the reason I call it a euphoric eulogy is because of a scene that we'll discuss very early on in uh, in the series where. One of the characters attends their own funeral because Beautiful. of their euphoric nature, um, and of course, also in true TVB's fashion, I have. if You hear that rattling? Those, you know what's coming? Uh, yep, those are uh, buzzwords. So whenever we say this word, and we'll try not to like intentionally say it, but if it comes we out, might. we might. Um. Once you hear this word, we are going to instruct you to drink. Uh, You could, of course, find our drink recipe on our Instagram as well as what it looks like. So you have a visual guide to not fuck it up. (laughs) Um, And Gina's going to pick what the buzz word is out of our bees box.
1: And uh, listeners, please let us know if you have an AIM or sidekick or... Um, Blackberry. Mm -hmm. Let us know what your screen name was, or let us know like some 90s nostalgia.
0: And early 2000s.
1: I love this. Okay, so buzzword for this episode is high.
0: That's H-I-G-H. Not like, hi, Mm
1: -hmm. how
0: are you? But you're fucking high.
1: Because these characters in this show are constantly high. Yeah. In different ways. Um, Whether that's high on life, whether that's high on a specific type of drug, they're feeling natural highs as well. So anyways, that's three drinks, my bees, (laughs) but I'm really happy that you actually had this word because... It can be explored in several different notions.
0: Oh, for sure. And I have a feeling that we may say it a lot. So to all of you listeners out there, I apologize. Sorry, not sorry. Um, So (laughs) that was three drinks. uh, But also, what else comes in threes? uh, Gina's wonderful segment called... Three Three words
1: Words to best describe euphoria from each of us. So I love this because um, what we've started to do is really like hone in on what these shows mean to us, but trying to narrow it down because we could go on for hours and hours, but just three words off the top of our head that best describe the show Euphoria to Ryan and I. I guess I'll go first. Um, so three words off the top of my head, raw, powerful, and fantasy. T. I feel like this show is just so raw and real, both emotional. um, I don't know. You feel like this physical, like connection to the characters because what you're watching is really what teenagers and people are going through that are like a younger generation trying to figure themselves out, really powerful because it fucking is. And fantasy, there's a level of like, Fantasia throughout Euphoria. Absolutely. Once you guys watch one episode or maybe you guys are hardcore fans of the show already, you know what I'm talking about and it's very easy to like go into this like fantasy of these characters and their own fantasies of what they're living in and maybe how they're trying to like deal with fantasy versus reality because of the drugs they're on or just maybe they're trying to Skip reality and get to the fantasy and get to that happy place. But those are my three. Ryan, what about you?
0: Well, I think that the three words to me that best describe it are informative, sparkling, and real. And this is why. It's informative because I've learned more about drugs and getting high than that was that was completely unintentional. unintentional. I had no clue what some of these drugs were or what they could do to you. Also, it informed me of what the social status of high school students are right now. Shit, that counts too. Oh. Fuck.
1: <laughs> we're going to get pretty uh, twisted and tipsy on this one.
0: Um, sparkling. The cinematography, everything just glistens. The and makeup
1: it's, of the characters. Oh
0: my goodness! The makeup. Of, we're gonna get into that later because that is one of my like key points that I wrote on my part of the high, uh, of the outline, um, and then real because I Gina said it best. It's very very real. You feel like you're there when you're watching everything, um, and we chose this show because it. Impacted us in a sense that made us binge watch it individually, um, and we want to pass it along to you. So, we're going to definitely dive into that a little bit more um, after a quick break and a message from me. Hey guys, it's Ryan from the TV Bees, and I'm here to wish you a happy Pride Month. We're going to stay fresh and beautiful and proud all month with the help of Avon, the number one beauty company in the United States. All month long until June 23rd, I'd like to offer a little bit of charity to you all with any purchase that you make through me on youravon.com backslash R-M-A-H-R-T. Any purchase that you make, I will match the commissions that I've made off of that sale and donate it to Black Lives Matter as well as the Human Rights Campaign for LGBTQ rights. Please consider making a purchase not only for yourself, but to help others in need. Thank you so much. Happy Pride. Wow. Thanks, me. Um, you can definitely click on the link in our <laughs> bio for uh, the link to my Avon account. Um, so, euphoria. Gina, I think you have a very important PSA that you want to share.
1: I do. Before we start to discuss the show, um, in Zendaya's own words... If you are new to the show or you're watching for the first time, you'll probably see this PSA um, from Zendaya herself that reads, "Just a reminder: before tonight's premiere, Euphoria is for mature audiences. It's raw and it's a raw and honest portrait of addiction, anxiety, and all the difficulties of navigating life today. There are scenes that are graphic, hard to watch, and can be triggering." And I think before we go into uh, discussing the show, I mean, that is completely true. Yeah, it is very hard to watch at moments, and we would never like want to, uh, you know, make our listeners and our TVVs watch something that is utterly so disturbing yeah. that you feel certain things that you wish yeah. you didn't. But this show, I think, triggers. Something inside all of us, yeah. whether that's drugs, growing up too fast, um, sh- sexual intercourse, um, rape—so many different like themes throughout Euphoria. But
0: physical abuse.
1: Yeah, physical, mental abuse.
0: So there's a lot that we're going to discuss, and you know, if you don't want any spoilers, you probably shouldn't be listening because we are going to talk about a lot of uncomfortable things, um, and. I I know watching parts of the show was actually triggering for me. Mm -hmm. What drew me into the show initially was Rue's opening monologue of the series when she was talking about her being a child and want and re, do you remember when she was counting the tiles yes. and the
1: lights above her dining room table in the I used
0: to do that too so it was very relatable to mm-hmm. me and I am constantly on an edible if I'm not at work or like stoned and like I have to do these things because I do get obsessive i if I'm walking down the street, if my right foot touches the crack, I want my left foot to touch the next crack and vice versa. So it's like those little idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. that I understand why somebody would want to escape their mind, which also gives insight to how Rue became an addict. And then and a-
1: Rue is Zendaya. Rue is Zendaya, the,
0: the main character who is phenomenal in character and as an actress playing the role Um, and then of course you understand at the beginning of every episode something different about each person between Mm -hmm. Cassie how she turned out to want uh, to have a, a, a lack of affection as a child and why she's drawn to men and falls in love so easily or why Kat is uh, wanting to be expressive in her body image and, uh, you know, wow. how she was bullied as being a fat kid growing up and why Nate is the way he is because of his father, uh, who is, his dad's played by Eric Dane, who is hot. And you get so to see uh, his penis in the first episode and just the way that every single episode is laid out. To introduce each character and really explore how they are, Um, you find out why Maddie's a total fucking slut bitch.
1: She's such a good actress. She's She's such a good actress.
0: Everybody just fits the role so correctly.
1: So believable because I think they bring a part of themselves to their own role. Oh, yeah. As well, like Cassie, like what Ryan said, like with Cassie and Maddie and Nate all of these characters that are in high school, it's like you relate to them because you find traits within them that are relatable to not only in high school, but like you growing up and probably now too. I mean, but you're watching these characters, not just like go through this mental, physical anguish, but you also watch them overcome it in ways, some maybe not so much, but And we can relate all on that too. Like you're learning as you're growing and we're continuing to learn about certain things about our sexuality or maybe curiosity and things that we're curious. So we try things that don't work out so well, or we try things that do work out so well. And I think it's a never ending game to be honest. Like euphoria is not just high school seniors trying drugs for the first time. This could be, any situation to anyone at any age, but it's exploring characters that are in high school or of high school age. That's
0: two highs.
1: Oh my gosh. That was unintentional, but love it.
0: Um, and also, and we'll talk about specific names when we're not recording, but I knew a Fezco in high school. Mm-hmm. I knew a Jules in high school. I knew who Maddie oh, like was in true. high school. You, even if you don't relate to it, you know somebody Mm -hmm. who is very similar to that character. I totally knew the Cassies in high school. I know. I mean, I was also kind of the undercover gossip. I knew everything, but not everybody didn't realize that I knew everything going on. So I knew who was having the abortions. I knew who overdosed. We had a ton of kids commit suicide Mm -hmm. uh in high school. I know who was transgender on the down low or about to come out.
1: But not everybody knew those things, right? Not everybody knew that, oh Jules, she's transgender. Yeah, because they they don't
0: push it in your face. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. There are the most subtle LGBTQ things, whether it's like R is Rue and Jules is Ru <laughs> and Jules in a relationship together? Mm-hmm. Oh, are Nate and his dad gay, or do they have a? Uh, do they have a fetish with a certain type of girl? Mhm. Uh, it's it's all so twisted,
1: but relatable. But it leaves something to the imagination too. Mm-hmm. But I do like where you were going. Where we all knew like a Jules or a Cassie or McKay. We haven't mentioned him yet. Yeah. I Um, knew,
0: I knew the McKay type,
1: but you also don't know what is really behind the scenes of like a Nate, you know, like the all American football star. That's all you see. But in reality, like there's so many layers to uncover behind what it takes to be in the limelight all the time to always be seen as the all American, like white jock. Yeah. Which everyone sees as just like, oh, he's a jock. There's nothing yeah. upstairs. But in reality, he's one of the most complex characters of this series. And
0: well, and it's his character is very straightforward, but he's so unwilling to come to terms with who he is.
1: This and we're struggle. being
0: and we're being very vague about it. But his father, played by Eric Dane, I always forget the character's name. Uh,
1: Grey's Anatomy.
0: Yeah, he was on Grey's Anatomy. Dr. Mark Sloan, Chief Plastic Surgeon. That was the most tragic death in um, Grey's Anatomy to me. CPS,
1: Chief <laughs> Plastic Surgeon. Yeah. We need one of those. Um, on call right now. I,
0: I at least need some fillers.
1: How did he die? Spoiler alert, because I'm not a Grey's Anatomy Um play. So they, they
0: were all in a horrible plane crash. Um, his wife or his girlfriend, fiance. Uh, who was Dr. Gray's sister, got killed on impact, and then he died, like, I think 30 days later. Oh, gosh. Um, he was, like, in a coma and whatnot. Um, anyhow, with Nate, he finds all of his dad's DVDs of him having pedo sex with little boys and then also having sex with um transgendered women and even though nate is in a relationship with uh the head cheerleader maddie who just exudes hoariness um he he likes the transsexual
1: women as well he found jewels i think this was maybe episode end of one or two it was Mm -hmm. very early on in the series he found jules on a gay dating app yeah um and jules which you know like ryan said everything's very subtle but she is transgender um and And they
0: never they never announce it i think they like allude to it during like the jules flashback they
1: do allude to it about
0: like how she never felt like in her skin Mm -hmm. but literally like it's not made a big deal of. The only time I suspected that they might have been trans is um, in the first episode when she's giving herself the hormone shot. And you yes. see, like, and the... And that's really subtle, too. You see, like, the penis bulge. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's a shot, and it's just, like, a couple of seconds. It's just, like, that little easter egg of what's about to happen easter egg is one of my all-time favorite love tv word. terms because yes. it's just like a little hidden gem that you'll find but out they later don't really on. need
1: to like come out and say it. and there is a moment between Jules and Rue where they're having a discussion about like I think their own sexualities yeah. but it's very short yes. and it's just like we don't need to talk about that because sure. it's already known And it's not, like, the main premise of why they're together, why there's an attraction there. It's just something that Their
0: attraction, and hear me out on this, Mm -hmm. comes out of mutual respect. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the show, of course, we are introduced to Mm Rue. And Rue is fresh out of rehab with no intention to uh stay Stay clean clean. (laughs) uh Fezco the drug dealer along with his little brother Ashtray who is like the most badass 10 year old he's so cute and you know she's fresh out of rehab goes to them for drugs and immediately
1: when she's released and
0: Fezco is basically like the spitting image of Mac Miller Mm -hmm. and Fezco is from Oakland Mm -hmm and was scouted off the streets and just has that has that vibe but he is literally Rue's guardian angel throughout the entire thing. So, you know, she ends up getting drugs and, you know, she's introduced to Jules, the new or she is familiar with Jules. Mm -hmm. The new girl in town. Later on in that episode, after Jules hooks up with eric dane's beautiful penis <laughs> um she who
1: is nate's father who by is the nate's way? father
0: um we'll look up the character's name so i stop referring to him as the actor but um they're familiar with each other and then jules ends up going to the party that all of the kids at the school are at and nate starts like You know, getting in Jules' face. Who are you? This and that.
1: Cal and Cal.
0: Thank you, and you know she feels like she's about to get you know hurt by Nate, so she picks up a knife, cuts herself, and Rue immediately gives this look, and we can post this, um, because it's the most badass thing. She kind of looks shocked for a second. Looks to her side and then kind of nods like, Yeah, that just happened. Then she goes out and she's like, Hey, what's up? Because those are the little things that happen. Yeah, but she's just kind of like, you know what? We're both kind of new to this. I almost just died and I'm coming back to school. Actually, people came up to were walking by her like, Oh, I thought she was dead. And uh and But people
1: weren't shocked, you know, Yeah, they're just like, Oh,
0: she's not dead. Okay, hey. Okay,
1: right on.
0: Um and by the way her sister found her overdosing which is such a heartbreaking scene Uh. it's like a flashback but then her and jules become friends and they you know rue takes her i think they go to jules house Mm -hmm. and uh she like bandages her arm and then in one of the coolest scenes they're together under a blanket doing some psychoactive drug together and they're both high as balls. Ooh, Ooh, cheers. Cheers. They're both high as balls. And suddenly their glitter starts drooling all over their face but not like spreading it's almost like imagine if your tear was like on a conveyor belt and it kept going Mm -hmm. back and forth and it was just the coolest stuck in time yeah and they're all they're all glittery and like almost looks like glitter slime coming out of their eyes and they're just happy and that's when you realize why the show is called euphoria because they are experiencing this euphoric moment together Mm -hmm. and That sets everything up for the entire Mm. show of them uh, experimenting with all types of drugs, going into new social circles, trying new things. Kat, for example, was a complete virgin and like kind of square. And she's like this tall She's built like Ashley Roberts who is a plus-size Sports Illustrated cover model and she is just not too confident and then she loses her virginity at I think that same party that I discussed I or, no the, the, Halloween yeah, it's a future it's, it, the Halloween party that's at the Halloween party and she she gets her freak on and she
1: Boys, starts and embracing
0: she. her sexiness and then becomes like a webcam model and like mm-hmm. it's making bank and it, it just dresses.
1: That is the thing, like between Kat and Jules, it's not really like explored to the fullest because there's only eight episodes yeah. of Euphoria, by the way. Uh, well, and they're
0: also representing minors, so it can't be too graphic, I yeah, imagine.
1: But they're doing things that are like so raunchy for someone in high school. Like the fact that Jules is answering these craigslist ads or wherever they're really coming from like she's legitimately hooking up with older men yeah and whether that's like something within herself uh and and i'm not quite sure what why this is like why she feels she never had like a dad complex Mm -mm. her mom did her dad's like
0: her best friend i feel
1: so it's interesting that she's always chasing, and I want to get into this when we go into our highlights, but she's always chasing this, like, older male complex, but she's answering these ads, and Kat is on a webcam, like, basically showing her goods in different S&M ways to yeah. men that are, like, nasty, but paying her. Yeah. Um, that want to be humiliated
0: by her, that want to give her the world.
1: yeah. And I'm just wondering why, like why, what makes us search and chase for these things? When it
0: comes to this show, I don't think there is any why except yeah. for because I can.
1: Yeah. And that's it. That is like another word that I think we should discuss as being free. Yes. Um, so if we just want to like get into some of our highlights, yeah. like our top three highlights, um, I think... Being free and chasing, like, the moment, like, everything that Ryan was discussing, like, every character in Euphoria is chasing, like, a moment of being happy. So that could be Rue got out of rehab and she's chasing that, like, one hit that's going to bring her to this euphoric state because she's not really happy internally herself. And so she's chasing this euphoric moment and that's going to come in the form of a pill or a drug of some sort. Jules, I guess that moment of feeling euphoria is several different things. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just drugs because Jules also uses, not, I think more recreationally. Recreationally. For fun, at parties, is Rue's a straight up addict. Yes. But Jules, like the moments where rue and jules are like riding on their bike and they're like either high or like when they just left the party the first episode they look so free like they are riding into like whatever they want to do whether it's to go back home and cuddle in bed or to go to another party to you know take another hit there's just all of these like moments of chasing something like nate for example the jock that we were discussing He's chasing something he has no idea what he's chasing. It's this internal conflict of I'm um, he's trying to chase away, I would say, from the possibilities of being gay. Yeah. Or being found on a gay website. Yeah. Looking for Action of some sort. And
0: the thing is, I don't think he is gay, but I do think that he is attracted to trans women because Mm -hmm. that's the type of porn that he watched as a kid because he found his dad's DVD stash, which is meticulously organized to the fact that Nate keeps a map of the color of cases and which direction the binding is facing so that he won't be found out. That's
1: right, that's right. Um, Yeah, so I just think that like every single character is chasing either something or away from something, but it's to have this moment of like pure happiness for, you know, like Nate, that's on the football field. Um, Maddie,
0: she wants to chase being perfect from doing pageants as a kid to wanting the perfect relationship of head cheerleader and
1: all-American jock which is so far from the truth because they're toxic they're so toxic toxic together and it's really kind of hard to watch at times because the way Uh, well they both treat each other is really not okay especially from Nate's perspective but somehow they both Keep gravitating back towards each other, um, which is like really effed up. And there's like a
0: really, really shocking story plot involving uh, somebody who hooks up with Maddie to make Nate jealous. (coughs) Bless you. Thank you. And she, uh, you know, (coughs) bless you again. She makes, um, she makes. Nate super jealous by sleeping with this guy, and then Nate totally blackmails him into, uh, into confessing to a violent crime that Nate did.
1: Yeah. Like, they're just not good together. No, but then she still goes back to him. She's always. Always goes back to him. Always. And Cassie, I feel like she's a very complex character, too. What would you say she's... Chasing, she's or... chasing
0: her dad. She wants. She wants yeah. to be loved by men. She wants. She wants that security, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, and to be wanted. Her her background story is heartbreaking mm-hmm. to me.
1: They all really have like a they, heartbreaking yeah. story. To be honest,
0: but then they all have to go to school and pretend like everything is fine, and then they go and all get fucked up together at a party and. Next thing you know, they're taking uppers, downers, and candy corns.
1: I can't believe that, like... I mean, I don't know. My high school experience was definitely nothing like The same. I mean, I think, like, I started drinking maybe towards the end of high school, but not really. But, like, I had no idea, like, what Molly was or... You know, what's a fentanyl overdose? I didn't know what that was until recently. You know, like, once, unfortunately, like, people in mainstream media, like, started passing away from this. But it's, like, these high school characters are faced with not only things from, like, a heartbreaking childhood, but themes that most people have never, like, thought about or had to deal with. Yeah. Or you know, really have seen and I'm glad that euphoria opens hopefully the eyes of many people like around the country into what is it like to be transgender? What is it like to have an addiction of any kind, whether it's sex, drugs, alcohol, because it I feel like people mainly think that addictions come from just drugs and alcohol, but there's so many other addictions Um, that you see throughout.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Addiction to sex. You see addiction to um, alcohol. You see people going to NA meetings, which is Narcotics Anonymous. You see Rue going to her preschool friend begging for uh, fresh pee because her mom wants to drug test her because she was out all night with Jules. And... um, she wouldn't, you know, her mom, her mom, her mom's an A1 character. Definitely. Her mom is a, so good. Um, and especially because she knows that part of the addiction is because of her ex-husband who passed away of cancer. He was
1: very close with Rick.
0: Yeah, who is Rue's dad and they loved each other very much. But, you know, the mom would have to, like, work double time i believe Mm -hmm. in order to make everything work for the family and um rude starts taking his painkillers and you know that's how she became uh addicted and i never realized how serious the uh pill slash pharmaceutical abuse was recreationally without it being prescribed a lot of people just get it off the streets and one thing that's really scary right now is, uh, fentanyl because mm-hmm. people will take cocaine and it's laced. Uh, Lil peep died a couple years back because he took Xanax and it was laced with fentanyl mm. and he completely overdosed. We see a tragic scene where Rue overdoses on fentanyl, uh, given to her by Fez's, uh, drug dealer, drug mm-hmm. supplier. Um, and like, then the supplier-supplier gets the sweetest revenge that I don't want to spoil in the yeah. last episode. Uh, our sweetest uh, vengeance, mm-hmm. rather.
1: Uh, and at Fez, who is a lookalike of Mac Miller. Mac Miller passed away as well from a fentanyl you're right. overdose. Um, so it shows
0: real things that are currently happening. Mm-hmm. It's not like... High school kids, like, shooting up heroin. No, they're getting things that are super accessible.
1: Exactly.
0: You can get them out of there. Like, uh, Rue consistently makes a habit of taking one of her mom's Xanax before she goes, oh, do you have a tampon? Yeah, flushes the toilet, grabs something out of the medicine cabinet. All right, we're going to school.
1: And it makes Xanax look as though it's, like, candy. Mm -hmm. Like, and I really feel like that Xanax is, like, I don't know, maybe I'm very old school right now, maybe there's, like, a newer drug, but I feel like people are taking Xanax more often because anxiety and stress is so, like, prevalent today, but the way that it's being, like, taken in the show is very true to, like, how people have, like, Xanibars and, like, literally do stacks and stacks of Xanax, but that's only one of the drugs she takes. It's like Xanax is, like simplistic yeah, she in takes Xanax, like,
0: She smokes weed she drinks she does cocaine she does molly she does ecstasy she does lsd she does she's uh,
1: she really does anything that yeah. a fez is supplying
0: i've never seen her sh- she's never shot up anything no. that can be taken through the nose or the mouth she's all for though
1: yeah we've never seen her shoot up before but it is kind of crazy to think that like all of these things are accessible. Yeah. You know, like, as if I were to look at this as a parent, it's like, maybe this is a good show for parents, you know, yeah. of younger teens to watch, because this is what's happening in society in high school and in these age, of, you know, the age range of someone who's, like, very molded into, like, what is their future going to look like?
0: Well, I mean, also, Gina, when it comes right down to it, What's going to be next? There are all of these designer drugs. Mm -hmm. I think this show, exactly like you said, parents should be watching it because they'll be able to see the signs of what's... Yeah. What are kids saying now Yeah,
1: just because everything looks okay from the outside. Like, maybe your son or daughter, he makes it, or she makes it to family dinner, but then it's like, what are they doing after? Did they sneak out? Are there parties? You know, I just feel like everyone needs to be talking about this show because it's things that we've all gone through before. Like going to a party for the first time, am I going to be pressured to drink? I've never drank anything before. Should I spit it out? Should I drink it? Should I go to the bathroom right after? Should I throw it up? Should I try drugs for the first time? Should I spit it out? Should I, like, put it in my pocket? Should I pretend to do Like we all are faced with trying to be – not in the in crowd or considered cool, but just trying to fit in and whatever that means. um, I think, you know, like we should be talking about. Because trying to fit in could could mean something different, which it means for each of these characters. But, you know, I mean, what does it really mean to fit in?
0: Honestly, I think that your highlight has probably been the most insightful highlight that we've done thus far this season. Chasing this moment not only applies to just one theme, but it applies to the entire show. And I actually want to thank you, Gina, for bringing that highlight up because it actually provoked a discussion. It's just not what means something to you. It's actually like what is everybody chasing so Mm -hmm. like listeners out there if you watch the show what is the standout moment to you that found you wanting to chase that character and what about that character what was their moment that they were trying to chase because people could interpret this show Mm -hmm. so differently In so many different ways. You could look, for example, you could look at Rue's fentanyl overdose scene Mm -hmm. and think, why didn't Fez stick up for her more? Well, that's obvious. Also, Mm -hmm. why did that, why did his supplier want to do that to her? C, why didn't she stick up for herself? D, why didn't she stay in the room? E, why did he call Jules? Mm -hmm. You know, there are like so many different ways that you could look at every single scene and that's fantastic. You have a few more highlights for us,
1: yes? Yeah. So, I mean, on a completely, like, opposite spectrum, I love all of, like, the female cast, and I think it's really fun to, like, watch them having sleepovers because you're watching them do some pretty, like, serious shit that we just discussed about chasing the moment. But then they all come together, and they have, like, this, like, 90s nostalgia like sleepover where they're talking like very innocently about boys very innocently about life dressing up putting bras on putting outfits on putting you know butterfly clips in their hair doing their makeup you know it's it's very playful and it's very light and I think I like that contrast to like the actual like deep shit that they're going through Because they're not really talking about it when they're at their sleepovers. They're, like, playing games, calling, like, boys. Like, everything that you probably might have done on a sleepover growing up, um, they're doing. You know? Eating pizza. Like, just basically sitting around and bullshitting, but not really discussing, which I guess could... Well, they're also vaping. Yeah. Speaking of which. Lightly vaping. But, you know, like, they're... It's very just casual it's not really discussing like oh my gosh I was raped last night by my boyfriend it's like hey did you see blah 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 blah? what she was wearing what a bitch like you know just gossip and I guess gal gossip and I like love that you know it can also show that no matter what they're dealing with they can all come together not only like to be there for each other but that everything doesn't always have to be so dark yeah. and dreary. Like they already know those dark sides and they actually with, with these sleepovers are also as light as it is. They're also hiding things from each other too. Well, like yeah, Kat hides yes. for the longest time, the secret life that she has in a way like what she's doing to make all this money and you know, get she's...
0: everything on her Amazon wish list.
1: Yeah. Bot. Until basically overnight, like she starts wearing her cap liner, literally. Yeah. And starts like dressing differently. And, you know, the girls start to take notice. And I believe she comes clean about what she's doing.
0: Well, remember, there's again the joy of being a teenager in today's digital age. There's that whole website mm-hmm. that leaks the school's new oh my
1: gosh yes
0: and so like oh. i think there's a video of her giving head to somebody mm-hmm. uh there are uh pictures of cassie
1: yeah oh there's a seat well isn't there like a sex tape of cassie and mckay or cassie, um, cassie, and, cassie and, and somebody else. yeah and
0: then like that's why k mckay wanted to like you know like choke her out in a sexual way oh, yeah. in that one episode. Really and McKay she much, was but... like, oh, and McKay is was referred to earlier as Chris in our very first segment. His name is Chris McKay. Mm-hmm. But he goes by McKay. Because
1: uh, we know him like that. We huh? know him like that. He's cool.
0: Um, I'm going to talk about him a little bit in just a minute when I go through my highlights. But he's choking her and, what the fuck are you doing, McKay? Stop, stop. He goes, what I thought you were into that. She's like, I just wasn't expecting it, just don't do that to me. Long pause, unless I ask you to, yeah. So, like, they are okay, but too. like, but what, what you were saying about the 90s sleepover at the end of the day, they're still the teenage girls, they just yeah. they're just wanting to act older than they are, so they participate in whatever they have
1: to, exactly. But I mean, that my last um. My last thing that I'll mention is I really did love the whole like webcam with Kat is a bit interesting because I try to like picture myself in high school, like with all of these characters and I'm like, damn, like how fast they grow up in like one minute. But I loved how Kat, I mean, she is a bit of a bigger boned woman um, and she's trying to figure out how she can be beautiful like how she can be different, how she can, like, break away from just being, like, the big girl that's, you know, in a group of beautiful women, which I feel like is a central theme for a lot of high school or just people in general, you know, like they're in a group and they might feel hidden or not noticed. They don't have that, like, um factor that most people are seeing from, like, physical appearance, and I feel like in high school no one wants to try and get to know each other everything is very um, it is about like social hierarchies yeah
0: and beauty yeah and you know what they say and it's something that i completely agree with don't read beauty magazines because they'll just make you feel ugly
1: yeah Allure, uh, Cosmopolitan, 17. And, like,
0: Gina and I are both very attractive, but in no <laughs> okay. way are we perfect, but yeah. we're still innately sexy. Like, totally. we just... Uh, uh, that I really just kept that aspect, where it's like, you know what, I may not have the best body, but you know what, I'm fucking... But you're flawless in yeah. your own,
1: ways, but I think what it took was confidence with Kat. But even though she did some things that I, like, don't really agree with, of how she got to where she was confident, I feel like without taking charge of her own life, even though it was, like, with a webcam and she was doing, like, s stuff for, like, obese men that were touching themselves, I do, like, love that she came into her own and she, like, had her own style and her own, like, little kitty ears and makeup. And it didn't take, like, Cassie or Maddie doing her makeup or telling her she needed to wear this skirt. Yep. She needed to do this, that, and the other to be considered beautiful. Like, she legitimately... Took her own life in her own hands, and really, at the end of like the last episode, I feel like, well, we just watched it, but she has a new lover, but it's yeah. not like from something superficial or fake. It's like actual real connection. connection which Jinx. 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 Jinx.
0: Okay. <laughs> also, new TVB's rule: if we say the same word at the same time, we drink.
1: Um. So yeah, I to sum it all up. I love how we discussed chasing the moment, chasing that euphoric feeling. Listeners, let us know what you think. Maybe not every character is chasing, but what are you chasing? What's your eu- euphoric moment yeah. that you're chasing? Um, I also love, like I mentioned, that how simplistic and playful um, you know, a simple sleepover can be, like just getting together with girlfriends and really shooting the shit whether that's getting together with girlfriends getting together with your guy friends like just sharing this moment of euphoria that has nothing to do with drugs alcohol um or you know anything you're just stripped from all of that and you're having a purely like sober moment of fun and laughter yep and then i mean cat and really all the characters coming into their own and you know like where you see them from start to finish, but Kat, I really think, um, for me, like she's like number one,
0: yeah. maybe
1: not like you know, like Queen, not Queen Bee status, Queen but B like status, in but terms like,
0: of storyline,
1: definitely because she's the underdog and she kind of comes out on top at the end, which is a one to me. So Ryan, you give me your top three highlights. I'd love to know. Okay.
0: Initially I had down the subtle LGBT QIA tones. However, we already discussed that. So I have no problem sliding in something that I touched on a little bit before, but the opening sequences Mm. are absolutely fantastic. Uh, They weave all the stories together and I really enjoy background information. Um, it reminds me of, do you know the, do you remember the episodes of Orange is the New Black? Mm-hmm. Where in the beginning there would be like the, you know, the Amish girl and it shows her backstory. Yes. There's nothing more that I love than a backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they're done really well and they give you a better understanding instead of like this character giving a monologue. Like when I was two, this happened. No, it's like, and Rue is narrating all of it. Like, she knows their entire life somehow, which I want to get into in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and she's just like, cat. When Cassie was a kid, her mom did this and her dad was so attractive. All the women wanted to flirt with him. He just had that thing about him. And the next thing you know, she didn't see her dad for years after he got into a horrible automobile accident and got addicted to drugs. And the last time she saw him, he had track marks all over. And But she's not just saying what happened. It's actually mm-hmm. portraying the enti- their entire life up until that episode's moment. Yeah. And I think that that is such fantastic is cool. screenwriting. Another thing that goes into that segues are the aesthetics, whether it's the cinematography of it, but especially, I like how, okay, when we were in high school, 70s slash 80s stuff was mm-hmm. just coming back into fashion, but reinvigorated
1: oh i've got my jelly <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, euphoria was able to reinvigorate late 90s mm-hmm. and early 2000s fashion but elevate it mm-hmm. it's still tacky but it's not ugly yeah. anymore everything about the aesthetics the glitter the dressings one of my all-time favorite movies is jawbreaker mm. by darren stein starring rose mcgowan And um, everything about the prom scene reminds me of Jawbreaker. Mm -hmm. Everything about the sleepover reminds me of when Rose McGowan's character is like, having that hook up and she's feeding the guy the big stick
1: yeah yeah uh,
0: which is a type of frozen delicacy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so the aesthetics are super pleasing whether it's the lighting on set the way that the camera pans the way that somebody is dressed Jules eye makeup is ever changing Mm. and I watched something on YouTube that about Jules makeup uh, that the makeup artist really wanted to use nothing but unconventional materials and always have a new shape. And I, there was a certain scene where she had dozens of uh, makeup looks in a single montage that lasted, you know, just a couple of minutes. So yeah. the aesthetics are really exciting. It's
1: mood-changing, too.
0: It's mood-changing. And that's actually the perfect segue into my third highlight. The thing that changes the mood for the entire series is the very final scene, which is the music video um, of All For Us, mm, sung so by good. Zendaya, and it's originally a Labyrinth song who composed the entire soundtrack and all of the music that you hear, uh, except for like, you know, actual songs such as Blow the Whistle by Too Short. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, That's Oakland, all, all like
0: background, like instrumental music in the opening track, all for us it's all labyrinth music and also on youtube there's a making of the song which is really fascinating because it highly
1: suggests watching that yeah
0: it's so good and the music video at the very end of it shows rue taking the last hit that we see her take in the season she snorts something immediately starts convulsing and then zendaya's beautiful voice comes out and rue is lip-syncing while she is stumbling all over the hallway dancing with her dead dad uh being held up by a choir um and
1: being taken back down by that
0: and i've seen a lot of interpretations about this scene but what i truly think is we see her again where she was right before the season started, mm-hmm. overdosing, and she's probably going to have to go this, through this whole thing again. And the reason that I think that is I read this article and I could link it, um, but I think that she is narrating everything from this otherworldly state and she is telling us everything subconsciously. This is how we got to where we are. From the beginning when I got released until now, this is what happened with everybody I know. This is all of these characters. And I am narrating everything from this unconscious, comatose, overdosed state.
1: So, like, 13 reasons why, if you've seen
0: that. But I I don't think that Rue is dead. I simply think that she's once again overdosed. This time, who knows who will find her. This is what I secretly hope. Jules, of course, left to go with to be with her new friends. I hope that Jules realized that she made a mistake and she's the one who finds Rue if she did overdose.
1: I agree to the sense where I do not believe that Rue is dead Mm -hmm. because I do think that the overall theme of euphoria is rooting for each character. You want each character to go through some sort of self-realization to be better, to do better, but they have to get there on their own. Yeah. And Rue, in the beginning, you see her overdose. This is, what, the second time? This, this is, is the third time third we see time. her
0: overdose. There's the fentanyl time, the time where her sister finds her, the, yes. which starts everything out, and then I think that this is a true overdose.
1: I think that, yeah, I think that she might possibly wake up in a coma, And I think what could be very interesting for season two is watching her. Maybe she doesn't remember who Rue, I mean, Jules is. Maybe it's starting like fresh and clean where she has a long way to go. But at the same time, like you're watching her kind of in a different sense of a different human. And like, will Jules like that person? Will Rue like who Jules really is too like I just kind of feel like wouldn't that be crazy if I don't believe she's passed away no. I do think though in that final scene where she gets dragged down by that like, like pile of people. people I think that's the drugs taking, her, taking down. her down she's gonna lift back out of that but it's like, does she have the willpower
0: to come back and be strong mm-hmm. and maybe stay clean? Who knows? But
1: I do think there's a coma involved.
0: Before we take a break, I want to read to you a few lyrics yes, of, yes, all, yes. of the song All For Us. Yeah. Too much in my system. Money M.I.A. Mama making ends meet. Working like a slave. Daddy ain't at home now. Gotta be a man. Do it for my homegrowns. Do it for the fam. Okay. Hmm. So her dad's dead. In the music video, she is dancing with him. She's the only person in that scene that she actually touches. So she's making a connection to the afterlife, I Mm. feel. And she admits there's too much in her system. All of her money's gone. AKA, she might have snorted it all. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, the chorus, I'm taking it all for us. She's doing it for the fam, all of her friends. She's doing... She's She's taking taking it it all. all.
1: And we didn't mention this, and this is a complete spoiler alert, but how Rue gets to this last scene, she came up with an idea herself with Jules to run away together. Jules in this beautiful, like, free moment of chasing euphoria in some way, shape, or form, she had just told Rue that she loved her, even though she's in love with another girl, which isn't really important to me. But um, Rue learns that there's love there, and Jules really feels a certain type of way. And so they are running, they are biking, you know, once again, they are, like, on their way in a very free sense. To run away together and Rue can't do it. Jules leaves her and she's abandoned once again. The sense of like loneliness, abandonment, not being good enough, um, confliction, so many different themes. But that's kind of where you see Rue like with a um, Mira or something and a line and then she snorts it. And then we kind of go into this, these final moments of season one. Yeah. But, and it's a great song. It is a great, I, we had to rewatch the last, um, couple minutes because it's so good and powerful, but there are so many lingering questions, which obviously will probably be answered hopefully soon. Yeah.
0: And actually I have really great news. I was, uh, euphoria season one. They did, uh, it did premiere last June. They actually oh. had their table reading for season two just a few days before California went into lockdown. Okay. So it is in production. Production, of course, has been delayed due to COVID-19. Um, however, uh, it, season two is definitely coming and I'm really Yay! excited for that too. So that's
1: great news yeah. for all of us because we need to know what happens with Rue. My guess, like I said, I think there's a coma involved, Ryan. If you could say in one guess how, like, the opening of Rue, if she has Well, to, like
0: I said before, I hope that Jules comes back to her and is the one that Jules finds is her.
1: This, oh, my gosh. Just thought of this before we go to break. If Jules is the savior, do you remember when she was wearing that? The band? angel. Yes.
0: She's the angel. And mm-hmm. who is Rue? Who was Rue during Halloween? I, think, I
1: feel like she was wearing something dark.
0: She was... Um...
1: Let's, I'll have to look that up and fact check yeah. after the break. But in a way, Jules is her savior. Not just like by physically wearing that angel costume. But if it wasn't for Jules... I mean, in the beginning, pre-Jules, we see Rue fall right back into those... Yeah ways even though if she does with jewels or not i really think that jewels could be the savior yeah wow mind-blowing and
0: guys we've just talked for so long but uh we haven't even gotten to the tip of the iceberg so i would really love to hear what everybody's top three highlights are because of course everybody interprets everything in their own way which is beautiful and also, uh, if you want to see Gina and I singing the song All For Us, please join our Patreon. Uh, and here's a commercial for our Patreon content. And uh, you'll get a video of us doing not only a glitter tutorial, but singing karaoke to All For Us. Here's how you Stay sign up. Tuned. See you soon. Stay high. Oh, cheers, ya You be. Hi, guys. It's me, Ryan.
1: And Gina.
0: Would you like to be a part of our behind-the-scenes experience? Well, I have news for you. For $4 per month, you will have exclusive access to our Patreon content, which includes all of our Season 1 podcasts, behind-the-scenes photos bloopers and videos, one for every single TVB's Season 2 episode, where we might cook, we might do makeup,
1: we We might play,
0: who knows, the experience is all yours, join now, link in bio, we promise you will not be disappointed, new content weekly,
1: cheers ya bee,
0: and we are back. If you are already supporting our Patreon, we thank you oh so kindly, and we salute thee.
1: Um, and before we move forward, I wanted to kind of circle back. Before the break, we were discussing what was rue for Halloween. So I did a little digging because you know how I like to fact check. And Jules actually was not just a plain old angel, Her costume was actually Juliet, who was played by Claire Danes in the most recent adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, that 1996 film with Leonardo DiCaprio. So she was playing Juliet, which I think is pretty like poetic in the sense of what we just kind of like, I don't know, came upon of Jules acting as Rue's savior because in Romeo and Juliet, there's definitely like and a Jules twist and Juliet
0: to it. are like very similar names.
1: True, but yeah, and so, Rue
0: and Romeo. Oh man. my god!
1: god. Um, but yeah, obviously, Rue was wearing a tuxedo, um, and this is interesting. But Leonardo actually wore a suit of armor, which I think kind of like plays along the same lines that. Ruse like suit of armor, armor, or what you know, she likes to identify herself as could very much be a suit because it can go either way. You know, it's andron androgynous, androgynous,
0: darling. Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, so FYI, I think that's like super enticing to discuss, and also just like overall. Uh, maybe Euphoria is a modern, even more modern age than the 1996 adaptation. But maybe it is really like a teenage, coming of age Romeo and Juliet featuring Jules and Rue. Uh,
0: I don't see that, but you could easily be correct if season two proves.
1: I know, not. I guess TBD.
0: TBD from the TVBs. Bless
1: you. Thank you.
0: Um, so, thank you for fact-checking.
1: You know that's one of my favorite You know
0: times. I hate <laughs> doing that. Um, I just talk until something sounds correct in my mind. Um, speaking of sounding correct, there's only one way to sound when you're answering fan questions. So we asked... The, uh, people on our Instagram ask us questions about Euphoria, and, of course, we got a bunch of shit, like, do you like my luxury home decor accounts? Reply to me the answer, and I'm going to tell you right now, Whiting159. You know what? I can't, because you're a private account, so fuck you. Uh, but as for the actual fan questions, I got, we got, uh, many good ones, and I've Chosen the top three. The first one is, who is your favorite character and why? Well, I can answer this very confidently off the bat. And say that it's Rue, because she not only narrates the series, but it's all about her. And I think Zendaya is the best actress on the cast for her role.
1: I... Um, I agree with everything that you're saying. I love Zendai, and I love the character of Rue, but my favorite character, and this is, spoiler alert, a premise to another question we'll answer um, in our next segment, that my favorite character is Jules for many different reasons. Um, But, Ryan, I don't know if you remember, in the very beginning of Euphoria, it might have even been... Maybe not the first episode, but it's woven in somewhere. A conversation between Jules and Rue, and one of them says, "I hate everyone in the world but you."
0: Ah uh, yeah. And I
1: just like that really stuck with me because I really think.
0: Sometimes I feel like texting you that.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like we are like Roo, Jules and Rue in different ways. Yeah. Um, not so much like.
0: No, but here's how. Here's how. I yeah. think I can. I think I could simplify yeah, it. Yeah. You, just like Jules, are very free-spirited. I, Gina, just like, while we were re-watching the second mm-hmm. episode, just like Jules, it's just like, hey, I'm going to do your makeup, and she's like, cool. <laughs> um, she's very free-spirited, she's very open, but also she's fucking psycho. <laughs> as, Love
1: you, Jules. As, so. as
0: for Rue, she doesn't give a fucking shit. hmm when she loves somebody she loves hard she knows all the tea
1: she's very literal
0: and could care less is is down to fucking argue with anybody and
1: with, she's down to party but
0: she's not violent at yeah. all and she's not really problematic mm-hmm. and people don't fuck with her i'm not saying that i have a lot of res- have earned a lot of respect but just naturally people are just like oh, he's a cool guy. Mm -hmm. And people automatically think, oh, you're a cool girl. And whenever you see me somewhere, you see Gina, vice versa, if we're like at the same function, at the same whatever. Yeah. And that is, in simplified terms, how I think that we are. I completely agree.
1: So, yes, I hate everyone in the world, but you. (laughs) Same. What's the next question?
0: Well, of course, we love our partners. Yeah. And Carlin. Shout out to Carlin. Carlin, That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next question. Why is it so popular? I Mm. would like to speak for both of us and say that we already addressed this in uh, part one. It's because it's raw, powerful. uh, It has a level of fantasy. It's informative. It's sparkling. And it's real. Yes. Uh, The third question, which emoji represents euphoria to you? And if you guys are listening still, these are the types of questions that I like. I love this one. Like, one of my all-time favorite questions now that my beautiful boyfriend, Sebastian, is working from home full-time, I get to hear him interview new clients, Mm. and one of the questions that he asks is, uh, well, he has two favorite questions, and I'll ask both of them. Okay. Uh what is your best mistake and why? Which I think is a genius question because Mm -hmm. I've heard people respond to it as, oh, my best mistake was staying at this job for too long because I learned how to blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then a couple of days ago, somebody was like, "Uh, my best mistake was getting married because I got to get divorced. (laughs) So like very literal. And then another question that he asked, and I'm not going to give the answer, but... um, you're boiling a pot of water. What are the bubbles? Answer below what you guys think. But this question that we got relating to euphoria, which emoji represents euphoria to you?
1: Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Can it, I'm going to do multiple emojis. That's you, fine. I'm doing a strand. That's fine. Of them, um, but off the top of my head, I'm seeing a rainbow mm-hmm. with a drip. Emoji, like a drip of sweat emoji. Okay, that one. Um, not like the three no, that no, the accompanied three. the eggplant. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. No, like just dripping. Okay. And the, is okay. that is that because they've done too much Molly. It's a variety of things, like dripping with swag. I think of Maddie, like dripping with sweat. Yeah, with yeah, I, sweat. I I feel you. You know, and obviously dripping in you know other type of ways, yeah. but. Um, so rainbow speaks for itself, the drip, I'm seeing unicorn because that's one of my favorite emojis as is, but unicorn to me is like, can also be seen in different ways. Um, but I'm seeing jewels with that. And then last one's going to be a diamond because it's like, you had mentioned sparkle Uh earlier and I feel like,
0: or a shimmer or glimmer. What
1: did I say? Sparkling. I I literally
0: just said it's sparkling.
1: Sparkling and it's also very fantasy. So rainbow drip uh, a rainbow unicorn, drip unicorn diamond. Diamond.
0: Okay, those are good. I thought about this long and hard. Yes. And I have come up with the one emoji. Oh,
1: just one. Just That's one.
0: Interesting. It is the uh it is the purple crystal ball.
1: Okay, tell me why.
0: It's Glimmers and it sees into everything, and it's kind of whimsical.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and like fantasy. I could and see. fantasy.
0: It's the so uh, we're gonna post both of our emojis like in that. sequence, and underneath that post, um, comment. An emoji or a series of emojis Mm -hmm. that you feel best represents the show. Um,
1: And did we hit the mark? Let us know that, too.
0: Yeah, I think combined... Like, you could easily add the crystal ball to the end of yours, and it's, like, the perfect... It's perfect.
1: See-all, tell-all.
0: The next thing that we're going to do is have a really fun game. You know, even though we're not affiliated with... BuzzFeed. Um, I love their quizzes so so much Shout because, out to Buzzfeed. because they're so random um, and what we're going to do is play a quiz entitled we know which euphoria character you are based on this extremely visual quiz uh, and it was originally posted on August 8th 2009 you can find this uh, I'm sorry what did I say?
1: 9. Oh. <laughs> 2019. I, was high, no, I was in college at the time. I was, gonna say, I was still in high <laughs> 2019,
0: sorry. Um, I'm feeling high because.
1: Oh, cheers to that I've been
0: vaping and I had a little edible. I'm not going to lie. I really wanted to feel like. Feel the
1: euphoric feeling.
0: So, um and we're going to put the link in our bio, of course, for this because. Uh, we want you to play along with us. Keep in mind that this will only be up until our next episode goes yes. up. So, first, we have to pick a pattern. Gina, would you like to describe these four patterns to us?
1: I cannot. <laughs> Me they're either. Very, they're all
0: psychedelic. They're very
1: psychedelic. They're bare. Uh, they all have, like, rainbow of colors.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose the very first one that has, like, the, it looks like eyes in it.
1: I'm going to choose the last one because to me it represents a euphoric feeling. It's very, like, I would say, like, retro neon. Okay.
0: Uh, now pick a makeup look.
1: I'm picking at Jules because I love that look. Is it's, that
0: the second one?
1: That's the second one. Rue's the fourth one. I'm choosing Rue's. First is Maddie, I think. And First is Maddie. And third is uh. Cat. Cat.
0: Cat, we just watched uh I just watched the uh Halloween episode. I rewatched this entire season just for this podcast because I loved it so much. So and I bad. wanted everything to be fresh. But Gina, I do my makeup like ruse.
1: I've I been feel doing like that you since just like. Did that to my eyes. I
0: did kind of. Um but I feel like I've been doing my eyes like this for years in drag.
1: We had a friend a that did her an eyes like effect. that for stagecoach, Maddie. So yeah? A little, I feel like in this makeup, there's a little Maddie, Cat, Jules, and Ruin Us All. But I'm going with Jules.
0: Next, uh, which watercolor gives you a sense of peace? Because orange is my favorite color, I'm going to choose the one that's orange, gradient, I'm uh, doing that to one blue. Too. Nice. Pick an optical illusion. Oh, I love a good black and white, so...
1: I'm gonna go with the bees. Oh, there is a beehive.
0: Damn. Choose the holographic pattern. I'm choosing the third one, which is kind of like blue. It looks exactly like my COVID mask.
1: I'm going with the fourth because there's hints of purple metallic. It reminds me of my unicorn emoji.
0: Which of these following images speaks to your soul? The
1: poppies. I'm
0: doing the poppies too because it's Wizard of Oz and flowers. And which of these stresses you out the most? None of the. I love the way that glitchy stuff looks. Ooh, the
1: last one makes me feel weird because I feel like there's a face trying to reach us.
0: The second one makes me feel weird because I kind of see a face in there. Oh. Finally, pick a euphoric stock photo. I'm going with the second glow in the dark look.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I'm going
0: with the third just highlights of color look.
1: Yes. The fourth looks like Cassie. So I'm going to go with number two.
0: Oh, no. So I got one that I'm saying, oh, no, too. I got Lexi. (laughs) Me, too. We both got Lexi.
1: And Lexi, we did not mention Lexi at all. Well,
0: we vaguely mentioned her. She's the one who gave Rue the piss.
1: But she's um, an epitaph, by the way, which I'll get to in my next segment.
0: So, we got Lexi. We are very grounded people and excellent friends. Agree. Sometimes you have a hard time finding your place amongst so much chaos and don't know how to help others. Just remember, you need a place for yourself or you'll be dragged all the way to I the I do bottom. not
1: agree with this.
0: Neither do I, but you know what? You know it what? is what it is. It is what it
1: is, but all I have to say is the first time I took this, I actually got jewels, and I think I could find... Somewhere in my screen. No, that's when
0: we did our makeup.
1: Yes. But I still got tools. <laughs> well,
0: that was a different quiz, though, which we will link if you go ahead and listen oh, to our last different. commercial. Um, and become our Patreon. One of our patrons on our Patreon. But Lexi, um, still shout out to you. Yeah. Yeah. And we sorry that we didn't discuss a, there's earlier. Not, there's not a single character in this entire series that um, holds the series back and doesn't add to the story. Tell me when So to Gina always, as we previously mentioned, fact fact checks everything. Because that we it do. is my
1: favorite thing to do because Ryan uh, and I are the opposite in that sense. Like I have to get to the bottom of things.
0: So Gina's going to go. Hold on, hold on. Come, come here, babe. And by babe, I mean Gina's <laughs> fiance.
1: We have a TVB in the house.
0: So I want to ask you. You've seen Euphoria, yes? Uh huh. You haven't seen it. Okay. So without seeing it, what? What do you think the show is about? It's the one about like, people making money off the internet doing sex things. That's a portion of it. So it definitely yeah. could be. Good job. Well, Gina told me. She's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing you mentioned. That
1: is not a fact. I'm checking it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Gina, take us away with your facts.
1: Okay, you guys. These are mind-blowing facts about HBO series Euphoria you might not know. Number one, HBO has lots of great shows, but Euphoria is its first teen drama show. Huh. And also, mind you, there's a new thing called HBO Max. I had HBO Go, but this morning, um, I'm apparently, and I'm paying for, HBO Max, which has many more movies, many more TV shows. And ironically, um, Euphoria is actually categorized under LGBT Celebrate June month. So that's kind of cool. Number two. For Rue's drug addiction storyline, the creator of the show, Sam Levinson, used his own drug addiction when he was in his teenage years, which I actually heard a lot about. So this Sam Levinson is a writer and producer. He's only 35 years old. And a lot of this show, um, like in this fact check, is about his younger years. And I read this article that was all about Sam and how... He categorizes Rue and how he confirms that Rue. Spoiler alert, do not listen if you don't want to be spoiled in your pants. But he has high hopes for Rue. And what Rue is about to go through is very reminiscent of what he went through when he got clean and sober. So
0: relapse and overdose again, like I said.
1: Stay tuned.
0: If I'm correct. If I'm correct about Rue overdosing and Jules uh, finding her,
1: I can't confirm the Jules portion. Then I want portion. you
0: to go ahead and donate to the uh, human rights campaign and whenever versa. season two airs, and then I will if I'm and wrong. If
1: Rue is in a coma, we all know she has a heavy road ahead of her if yeah. she does make it out but it is confirmed from Sam um, that she does. But he's so young, 35 years old, I'm almost there right now. Uh, number three, one of the executive producers of the show is famous rapper Drake. I did not know that. But really? that would make sense to number four. Drake from is, Degrassi? Except for its first episode of the show, all other episodes are named after a rap song. And yes, Drake the rapper.
0: Oh, You know what? I do actually recall one of the episodes being called Stuntin' Like My Daddy.
1: Yes. That's one of the early on episodes. And we could also, like...
0: But, hold on. But isn't there also an episode called, like, How to Pee When You're Depressed? Is that the name of a rap song? And if so...
1: Well, we have to confirm the names of the episodes. Yes. So... I'll I'll, um, fill you guys in on that. Hold
0: on. While Gina's reading this off, I'm going to look that up. Beautiful.
1: Number five, Euphoria is a debut for Hunter, who plays Jules, and she got the audition from her Instagram. So yes, I did hear that Jules, this is her first acting gig, and before that, she was a full-time model in New York. Um, Number six, Hunter and Barbie, Barbie's um, cat's character, they both have personal experiences that were used for the character storyline, and Hunter is actually trans, so that makes sense. I'm not quite sure. Do you know Barbie's personal storyline? Barbie, who's cat in the show?
0: Oh, she. Uh, like what in she, real life? Uh, she's a plus size model. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, number seven in real life, Sydney Sweeney is only four months older than Maude Apatow. So that's interesting, actually. I did a whole, like, analysis on every single character and where they came from prior. And Cassie, who is the blonde character in the show, she was rumored to be with Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Maude Epitau is in Hollywood on Netflix. Um, Rue, you may know... Um, Zendaya's character from Disney, um, The Greatest Showman, Spider-Man movies. She's also a singer, and her sister was an Invisible Man. Have you seen that movie?
0: I know, but it's on my list. Okay.
1: Um, McKay was in The Hate You Give, and he was also on the Disney Channel. Maddie, this is some great fact-checking. She was heavily into the arts when she was younger, and she had a glasses line, like eyeglass line, when she was in high school, and also designed an outfit for Nicki Minaj. Oh,
0: that's sick. Which
1: I kind of feel like her outfits in the show, especially prom, are very Minaj-like. Yeah. Or early Minaj. I see like, that. Um, we already discussed Nate's dad, whose name is Cal, in the show, but he was on Grey's Anatomy, Nate was actually, um, in the movie Kissing Booth and dated Joey King, who we just spoke about in, um, Gypsy Rose, the act, the act on Hulu. They actually broke up after, uh, two years of dating
0: stream episode two of season two now.
1: Um, yes. (laughs) Fez, we discuss Mac Miller lookalike from Oakland Um, Cassie we already discussed, and Jules we already discussed, so I feel like that's just my little tidbit on the character. Well,
0: Gina, I have to say, I have breaking news.
1: Oh, my God. As
0: it turns out, the episode entitled... The trials and tribulations of trying to pee while depressed broke pattern of the trend of naming episodes after rap songs this actually refers to Rue not being able to pee due to being depressed.
1: Interesting. Look at my little fact checker.
0: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the first and last time I shall fact check <laughs> anything for this goddamn show. There's
1: one more interesting fact that I didn't know. me. So, Maude... Apatow. Epitow? Something like that. Something like that. Was always meant to be in the cast of Euphoria as Sam Levinson has also worked with her in Assassination Nation. He really loved her and said she was so natural, vulnerable, and quiet. He wrote the script of Euphoria based on his memory of her.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Which is also mixed with apparently his own personal work. So there you have it. Fact check-in. Those are definitely some little things that I didn't know already, but I'm really digging the whole, like, Drake and rap song yeah. reference. You Especially know, that she mentions Oakland in the last episode, which but gee, That's Oakland, baby. We might have to uh, insert that somehow. I don't want
0: her episode getting taken down. Oh, that's right. But stream friendship. Blow the Whistle by Too Short. Also, Gina, thank you for always fact-checking. You are so if welcome. you listeners out there appreciated the fact-check as well, please give your hard-earned money to Black Lives Matter. Thank you. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, hey all y- you cool, cool cats and, and kittens. kittens.
0: It's us, the TV Bees. Do you want to have some fun?
1: Yes, of course. Tell Do me you... more.
0: Let's have a drink together. You want to know how? How? It's fun and easy. All you have to do is go to lgvwines.com. You know where the
1: link is? In bio!
0: That's right! For $29.90 per month, first month only $5.95, you will get four fun size bottles. You know how fun
1: size they are? How fun size!
0: One bottle fits in one wine glass. No way! It's like, what? So, all you have to do is go to our bio, and they have fun bundles just for you. My favorite bundle is called the Decadent Dessert, which is four sweet white wines that feature notes of mangoes, honey, passion fruit, and raspberries.
1: My favorite bundle is called La Vie and Rose. It's sweet and fruity, exuding four different French rose scents like strawberry, Roses, of course, lemon, and honey.
0: Yum. Sign up today for your exclusive four-bottle offer, and you could skip any month at any time. This makes your tasting experience fun, almost like you're at a carnival. Or a cruise. So cruise on over to lgvwines.com. Tell them one more time where they can find the link.
1: In bio. Link where? In bio.
0: Get to it, cool cats and kittens!
1: Cheers, be
0: One last time for this episode, we are back. Um, to start out our final segment, uh, we normally start this out with final thoughts, but in terms of everything that I've talked about, I'm pretty good. I really just want you guys to enjoy the show
1: definitely i want
0: to hear your feedback if you've already heard it we need validation we
1: yeah i think our my final thoughts are definitely feedback from you listeners yeah
0: like let's debate and
1: discuss this and Um, if you interpret it anything differently let us know Mm -hmm. but definitely just we love the feedback we love constructive criticism we love to be proven wrong but we Love more than anything to be proven right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which,
1: Euphoria is a must-see.
0: Yeah, so we've already recommended Euphoria. If you enjoyed Euphoria and need any more entertainment Mm -hmm. that is similar to Euphoria, uh, we have some supplemental information for you guys. What is yours, Rye? Mine actually is the uh, series on A&E, entitled Intervention. It's been around for I want to say close to do two decades now. But um th- there it's are episodes favorite. there are episodes available on Hulu. Um and what I like about the series Intervention and in it is it shows in a uh, documentary style what real-life addiction is like, and what the road to recovery really is. So it really shows behind the scenes for anything from eating disorders, to methamphetamine, to alcohol, to heroin, Um, and there are a lot of tragic scenes. There are also a lot of favorite episodes that I have. One of my favorite episodes is this grandmother named Elena, who is addicted to crystal meth, and loves her family so much, and then later on in that season, her granddaughter is actually one of the subjects oh, who wow. got super addicted because she got depressed that her grandma went to rehab. Um, there's also, you know, we talked about a fentanyl overdose earlier. There's Linda, who was a uh, extra in movies in Hollywood, and she's addicted to Uh, fentanyl lollipops and she uh, she has uh, it's almost like synthanasia but like certain colors such as fuchsia hurt her certain sounds hurt her and it's all because of her addiction and it's a really fascinating series that shows uh, all types of addiction so if you want like a real non-scripted version of what drugs and the recovery road looks like, I highly recommend that series. There are several seasons available on Hulu.
1: It also shows the road to recovery in a positive light, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Not all stories, obviously, and happily, but to have that wind at the end of the episode watching... I mean, these aren't characters. These are actual human beings. Yeah. So... Those are my favorite. When, you know, they practice what they preach and come out stronger. Like, hopefully, Rue. Hopefully. So mine, um, this is the last fact check I'll do. <laughs> I lied before, but...
0: God damn you. In
1: 2019, Euphoria was... Are you was,
0: high or something?
1: Not yet, but I'm getting high. <laughs> Cheers. Um, in
0: 2019,
1: Euphoria was adapted into an American television series of the same title of a prior show, an original, called Euphoria as well. It was an Israeli teen drama television miniseries. Um, this is back in 2012 to 2013. Same kind of premise set in the 1990s. A series. The series follows a group of 17-year-olds who spend their time carelessly having sex and taking drugs with seemingly no parental authority. That sounds like a like Beastie Boys song. <laughs>
0: One thing I did read about that series is it's extremely different from the American series in the sense that none of the parents' faces are shown. They're, Interesting. They're talking to... Oh
1: yeah, it says does not show their faces. Yeah,
0: like they're talking to whoever's equivalent to Rue, but... The parents mm. is never shown on screen, so it's completely through, like, just focused on the kids and not, like, the full family dynamics. Uh, That's
1: really I, I haven't seen any
0: of the episodes either. Neither
1: have I. So my question to you listeners, it says it was broadcast on Hot 30, but is there a way that we can somehow find this euphoria? Because I would love to just, like, watch the first episode first like, 20 minutes. So uh, I challenge you to find a way that we can watch Euphoria in, um, I guess, a positive way. Yeah. In a way that we won't, like, start getting charged or have criminal activity.
0: Or, like, pirate something. We don't want to do that at we all. We do not
1: want to do that. We want to watch it legally.
0: Yeah. Um, so let us know. Um in true TVB's fashion, we're going to close this out with our King B and Queen B rating, where we choose one male and one female character. Um,
1: okay, I to, kind of have a twist to this.
0: Okay, actually, then you start.
1: Okay, so I this is just like immediately what I'm thinking. My King B and Queen B, King being Rue, and Queen B being Jules.
0: I respect that. Okay. Just
1: because I feel um, this Romeo and Juliet story. And if I'm right, like we discussed earlier, then my king bee and queen bee will turn true as well. All right. And you already know why I love Rue and Jules, so I don't mean to get back into that.
0: Okay. Mine's kind of a halfway opposite to you. Okay. Uh, my king bee is actually Fez, Co. Oh,
1: love Fez. Because, oh, Pro.
0: as I said... Well, no, specifically Fezco, because, as I said at the very beginning of this episode, he is Rue's guardian angel throughout this entire series. He cares for her so much. He does not want her to do drugs. He loves her. There are intimate conversations that they have on the couch that aren't intimate in the sense that you're probably thinking. It's two people who understand each other on a deep level. I have a feeling that Fez, he takes care of his grandmother. I have a feeling that his parents probably raised him on the streets. And that's why he has the street smarts Mm -hmm. that he does. But he also is a protector. He's not in it for the money for profit. He's in it for the money to get by day to day when he's selling drugs, him and his brother. But him specifically, he cares about Rue so much. And their relationship is honestly the most heartwarming one. And she is my queen bee. Rue is my queen bee. She is the star of the show. She is perfect in every single fucked up sense because she wants to do well. Her body simply cannot do well. Yeah. It's been conditioned from day one to being a little bit more high maintenance than most minds and bodies are. And at the end of the day, she's a good heart. She never does anything that's shady. She does things behind people's back for her own good, but it never harms anybody.
1: Except for herself. Except for in herself. The long run, she, which ends up hurting everyone yeah,
0: else. It ends up hurting everybody else inadversely, but she it is never her intent. And at the end of the day, she is so much older mentally than she actually is. I think at the show, she's what, probably like 17, maybe 18. Yeah. Uh, but she has the experience of somebody who's 45 and has been through a lot of shit. Um, and she's very strong True. and uh, she's acted by somebody who can sing, dance, act. And
1: she's a triple threat. Bitch. She's a triple
0: threat <laughs> bitch. Um, and then of course, We have to rate the series, as we always (sighs) do. And I think at the count of three, we should just, uh, if you guys haven't listened to this before, we rate things one of three ways. B plus, B, and B minus, because we are who? The The Bs. The TVBs, yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I forgot our name for a sec. Um, He's hot. uh, One, two, three, B B plus. All right. Uh, we highly recommend the show. B plus is equivalent to uh, A. A Definitely. plus. Off uh, the recta. You guys need to experience this. If we haven't convinced you over the past 80 minutes.
1: If our emojis haven't convinced you either. I'm sorry.
0: Over the last 100 minutes. Then that's your problem.
1: But find your own euphoria. Uh,
0: so watch it. Comment on all of our posts, all of our stories. Tell us what you think. Do not spam our questions, <laughs> and, and we'll
1: you could see you next episode. Yeah,
0: and we'll see you next week when we continue our LGBTQIA plus Pride Month review with the series.
1: Hollywood, a Ryan Murphy original.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can catch it exclusively on Netflix if you want to watch the entire thing before we go into Highly our recommend. next episode. And that's the thing. We don't really give spoilers because we always tell people what we're going to do next time. Yeah. So they have ample time to at least familiarize yes. themselves with it. Plenty of ample If time. we spoil you guys, that's on you. Love you.
1: Don't get too high. Cheers. Cheers.
0: <laughs> Bye, bee.